You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Clap, clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands Podcast. Hosted by Elliot Shore Parks and Kyle Newbeck. Here they come. So the Harden and Beat thing, you feel pretty good about them. Um, the next question, you know, this is kind of real what we really wanted to talk about on this pod. So there is what, five games left, four games left, something like that. They have Celtics, four Hawks, games Nets, right? So four four games left. What's your game plan moving forward? I, I think the Celtics game for me, I do think there there is a uh, not a must win quality to it, but there is something to be said for at least beating the Celtics once before this season ends. I don't think that shifts the tide in terms of how you feel going into the series. But if you beat them once, you can at least say, okay, we did it. We weren't owned for against them. Then there's the flip side of it is they have really nothing to play for. You could argue why show any type of I know it's not football, but why show any type of like real game planning in this game to try to win it if you're potentially going to be matched up with them? So the Boston game, but then also the season in general, where are you with just sitting these guys and, and resting them for two weeks or whatever it would be versus playing them in these final games? So I still believe that that Boston game means something just from mm-hmm. a psychological perspective. And, and I think that goes up even further because Boston still has something to play for. Like they could, in theory, edge out the Bucks for the number one seed. It is possible. So they're going to be revved up for it and, and all their games the rest of the way unless Milwaukee clinches that. So I think you should go out there and give it your best effort. Like I don't, I don't think you gain anything – from just throwing that game, that specific game away, because mm. you go 0-4 against Boston, even if it's a game that you sit everybody, you're not going to have much confidence going into the playoffs. Like Joel has said it before when people talk about it as, oh, they renewed the rivalry and there have been all these series and games in recent years. It's not a rivalry because Boston has kicked their ass over yeah. and over again. Like they've beaten them in multiple playoff series. And this season – even when they sat a bunch of their guys and guys were hurt, Sixers couldn't beat them. Yeah, so still beat them. Yep. I, I do think it's one that you got to go for that one. Uh, after that, I do think there are some interesting decisions to make. I kind of think you go all out against Miami and, and do what you can to keep them locked into the the seven. Now they might end up there themselves anyway. It might not even matter by that point. But if you lock them into seven, then I think the Atlanta and Brooklyn games next weekend are just throw those away, sit the guys, yep. get the young guys minutes, see if Paul Reed can uh, catch Ben Simmons in scoring for the season in, in <laughs> fewer minutes cat. played, yeah. which I'll I'll get into a stat update on that at the end of the podcast. Nice. That'll be our, our sign off. So, yeah, I, I think these next two, I if I was them, I'd play them straight up, just 
go into those two as you know playoff tune-up type games and then atlanta who cares brooklyn really who cares that's the one where you say don't show them anything more than you need to because you will almost certainly play them in the playoffs and you can basically guarantee that if you lose to them so you just lock that matchup in and uh away you go so i'm conflicted on this because on one hand I always think prioritizing health is the right move. Not to to pull the Eagles into this, but every training camp, there's a debate of, do you practice them hard? Do you play them in preseason games? I know this is a little different, but the games are meaningless to some extent, right? We can debate getting reps together, how much that matters. I do think the MVP is worth playing for. I, I think the MVP super matters. I think Embiid getting it would be really, really big for him, really big for the fan base. Like I got into this, this side debate uh, with people. So for me, for my personal sports experience, Iverson winning MVP is one of my favorite sports moments. I'm a like he was my guy growing up. Do you think an MVP can mean just as much to somebody like as a title? Like, do you think that Embiid winning this MVP will feel in some ways like the culmination of them winning it all? Like it feels like such a battle they've been in that if Embiid can win this, I think it would be a huge emotion emotional boost uh, boost for the team. I don't think it's anywhere close to a title, but I do think to that point that, you know, if he wins it, suddenly all the, the like Eeyore, oh boy, yes, yeah. like that kind of stuff maybe fades to the background. And that finally gives a bit of individual validation that well, I'm not saying that Joel needs that, but to finally get over that hump after you've been so close and so close and so close to be number two the last couple of years. This year in, as we said in the last pod, perhaps the closest MVP race in mm-hmm. the history of media voting. So, Do you still think he's, it's super close? Huh? Do you still think it's super close? I do. I mean, like, I think part of the reason I think it's super close is it didn't seem like that Bucks sixers game had many eyeballs on it last night. Like, it was mm-hmm. not was not a prime time national TV, whatever game. Right. So Sunday afternoon. I didn't see people were talking about fucking wrestling, which always drives me insane <laughs> on, on social media. I'm like, it's, maybe we can get into that end of the pod. Well, too. it's so funny on the timeline. Cause I think like you can tell on Twitter sometimes when everyone's watching the same thing. And so you can just tweet like amazing. And everyone knows you're, you're talking about a certain game. It was so funny last night. I'm seeing all these tweets, like what a twist, what a like, and I'm like, what game are they watching? And it's, wrestlemania or whatever but yes it didn't seem I'm like gonna, it was i'm gonna save my wrestling take for the end of the podcast right, I'm gonna um, but yeah so like it didn't at least this is my perception i don't know if and i didn't see anyone posting about you know big odds swings right. or, or any kind of like strong takes about the game i don't think people were even paying attention to it that much i mean honestly I, the women's college basketball game had way yeah. more attention on it than uh Sixers bucks, which, you know, say whatever you want about that or why that happened. Well, the taunting debate too dominated Twitter. Um, what an insufferable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, so I just, I don't think that game really moved the needle in terms of MVP. So I think it's probably still about where it was. Jokic has missed a couple games in the last week. That's a, mm-hmm. another, another it's factor that helped. he didn't really gain anything uh, over the last few days. Although he did move up the MVP ladder while, not playing in games, which yeah. I thought was that was quite fascinating. So yeah, yeah. If, you think, if you think that this is going to make some big psychological difference for Joel, or it's going to put wind in the team's sails or whatever, like yeah, I mean, I I think you could justify 
playing him a little more than maybe you'd want to. I just, I don't think it's like a, oh man, he's a champion now type thing. It's still, if he wins the MVP, it's great. And it gives him a little mental boost, but that doesn't clear any of the playoff demons. That's just as, hey, I was no, able to but- finally beat out Jokic. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. No, and look, I'm obviously a championship. The whole team wins it. The whole city wins it. So there's just a difference to that. But I think what makes people care about a championship so much is that you really care about that team and you follow the struggles of it and you're emotionally invested. And I think more so than other players, like when Bryce won MVP, it was cool, but there was no two-year debate on whether or not he's being properly recognized around the league. So this feels like a much more emotionally invested MVP than other ones. So at this point, I think he's going to win it. I don't think there's a ton that can swing it. Um, There's only a few games left. Jokic isn't really playing. Giannis can sit, continues to have really long odds, so maybe I'll just give up on my Giannis is going to steal it take. But it feels like he's going to win it, but I do think it's worth prioritizing um, over these last few games. Now, the question I have for you, you said you thought that the Boston game was a big one. Let's like get into that just a little bit more. What do you think a win over Boston could mean, <clears throat> excuse me, and what are you looking for in that matchup? Like, Could a win over them swing how you feel about a playoff series? You think this is more just the Sixers – would feel good to see a win against a team they've struggled. I, I think it's more the latter. I, I think you just kind of need to get one under your belt because I mean, transparently they play in the second round. The Sixers are going to be heavy dogs. Yep. They, they've been, they have the worst historical record and reputation. They're going to be playing on the road in that series. All the factors are going to be working against them. So, I mean, however you want to split it, what is it like? say 80, 20 Boston wins yeah. that series, 70, 30, like however yeah. you want to land on that. Certainly well, publicly. I mean, I think yeah. with, amongst the Sixers base, you could probably talk yourself into it a little more, but I think they will be like minus 350 to win that series. Like they will be heavy underdogs. Yeah. I, I think Boston is going to be a heavy favorite. So you're now look, you know, as well as I do, sometimes that can end up working in your favor and mm-hmm. in other sports where it's, you play the underdog card and, I just think that's an easier one to play in something like football where it's a one game single elimination and a team can just catch you on an off day. Like you might just have a bad game. Yeah. You took them for granted and all of a sudden they're moving on. Whereas maybe that happens in a, in a game in two games in, in the NBA playoffs. Rarely though, is that happening for a full series? That's why most of the time the best team wins or the better team wins if they're as long as everybody's, healthy so yeah i think this one is one that you just have to to add to your own mental resolve if you win this one and then you go down oh two or at least one nothing to boston in the playoffs you're not all you're not just suddenly like well this is over like the Mm -hmm. sky is falling they have no way to claw out of this blah 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 like that's why i think you need to get one under your belt because you, I, I'm not expecting them to go into Boston game one and round two 
and win that game, right? Like you're going to say Boston's the heavy favorite for the series, the heavy favorite to win the opening game at home. What you don't want to happen is for the series to spiral because you lose early and you have maybe you have one bad loss and the wheels fall off and and guys start looking. Maybe James starts looking toward the strip clubs in Houston or whatever (laughs) his summer plans are. And Joel's thinking, why am I doing it with this organization where I've never been able to beat Boston? And that's what you don't want to happen. So I, I, you don't want to put too much stock into one game. If they lose, they lose. It's only one game in the, the standings and the schedule, but I do think it would be nice for them to just add that extra bit of resolve for when it really counts. Well, and I do think athletes really built, you know, I think sometimes it can be portrayed as a fan thing where it's, well, they haven't beaten them and you know, whatever the athletes I've been around. Like I know there's certain teams where a group of players on one team says this team has beaten us consistently. And it's a, a huge emotional boost just to, just to beat them. And, and in football, it's one game. So it's a little different, but think back to, you know, the, the Sixers in 01 that like they, I think it was two straight years they lost to the Pacers and then they beat them in 01 in the first round and the Pacers weren't as good, but that series alone, I think was an emotional boost for the Sixers. Cause they're like, all right, we beat the demon that has kind of haunted us for a while. The Eagles in the early two thousands couldn't beat the giants. And then they got past them and they've just been dominating them ever since. So while it's just one game and it's not going to have an impact on the standings, I agree with you that the, the result of this game on Tuesday could impact how the Sixers feel after going down one nothing in Boston if that happens. Like, this will be a moment where all of a sudden you go from saying, well, you know what, we lost game one, but we just beat these guys. They're going to come back home. You know, you could argue that the game before that was really close, the one where Tatum hit the game-winning three, as opposed to, wow, we're 0-5 against this team this year. And then those frustrations that come with the baggage of past playoff losses really, really start to pile up. Like Joel, for as much as I think he's been extremely mature this year, of course there's a human element of him sitting there and going, you have to be kidding me. Like, here we go again. We can't beat the Celtics. We're down 1-0. Who knows how that game plays out? So, yeah, I think emotionally this is a really uh, a really big game for the Sixers. And I think to, to how I kind of started this pod, there's certain moments in the season where a large portion of the fans check in just to like say, all right, this is a big game we'll watch. I think this is a big one from that too, from just the fan base gaining confidence back in this team after watching them just get smacked around by Milwaukee. Well, and think about too, I don't know if you remember this game specifically. In 2019, again, they lost in round two, so it's not like this powered them to a title or anything. Right. But end of the regular season 2019, they played Boston in Philly late in the year, and they won, and they won in a way that was – Jimmy was like the guy mm-hmm. on the floor down the stretch of that game. And I think a, a big reason that you would have felt more confident in them going into the playoffs is that, oh, wow, the Sixers might finally have a dude that they can give it to when the chips are down or when it's tight end of games who can close it. And there had been a bunch of those moments. And doing that against Boston, even though that was, you know, Boston was kind of in disarray that year. But just to do that against that specific team because they've been such a thorn in their side, I thought that made at least a little bit of a difference heading to the playoffs. It's not the the reason that they won games in the playoffs. It's not the reason they were yeah. able to battle until game seven. But we've said it all throughout the year. You add all these, these memories, these moments, these games to your belt. 
you beat the Nuggets with a comeback. You beat Memphis despite Embiid having, you know, a poor game. You beat Milwaukee with a big comeback. You have all these things that are just like in the back of your mind yeah. as you're in a huddle down 10 with like eight minutes left. And you say, all right, we've done this before. We've been here before. And I think one more you could add to that is just simply beat the Boston Celtics. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's been such a problem for them this year and historically, but that would be another one of those moments that you say, look, this is going to help them down the road, even if it's just a little bit. And this game does feel like the last real game of the regular season, like the last chance to really kind of get things going. Now, the ending with Brooklyn, Miami is is interesting because you can somewhat dictate who you might play. Maybe it seems like it's probably going to be Brooklyn, but you do have a chance there to potentially dictate things. Um, you know, picking games in the NBA one by one feels a little frivolous sometimes. But do you, I mean, do you think they beat Boston on Tuesday? I said on the pod last week they're going to lose to Milwaukee and beat Boston. So I'm going to stick by my gut from last week. Uh, I don't think they're not trending in a direction that makes me believe they're beating Mm -hmm. them, but I'm a man of my word. I'm not going to go back on it. I like it. Well, I change my mind literally all the time. So I'll, uh, I I think they, I also, by the way, there's nothing wrong with changing your mind. I think in in today, like how, how things operate on social media that if you flip flop on things that people get on your case, like it's okay to have an opinion, be proven wrong and say, okay, my opinion's not the same anymore. Like you can, as long as you're coming to that first opinion with like a real reason for it, Mm -hmm. I like, I don't ever, if you're being disingenuous or whatever, like that's a different story, but there's nothing wrong with thinking something and then, okay, I was wrong. So what move on. That's not the end of the world. And also to that point, I always think that like the content I dislike the most is when going into it, I feel like I know what you're going to say. Like if you're just sticking with that opinion because you've, you've had it for three years and now you're refusing to change your mind. Like it's just, it's silly. And I think, you know, that does happen with the Sixers somewhat, right? Like people are so locked in on the fact that they're going to let them down that uh, they're unwilling to change their mind and view them differently. But yeah, I a hundred percent agree. Like if I think of, if I think something in October, and there's three months of game since then. How dumb would I have to be not to change my opinion based off new information? Hold on, October is only three months ago. That's that's quite a no, calendar. That's right, you're right. Wow, I was. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. This morning, um, I said to Chris, and I was like, I can't believe it's April already. So October was what? Yeah, like six months ago. Six They're not. Months ago, yeah, not six full months. But damn, man, <laughs> time flies. But no, I agree. Big into changing my mind. I always say the best minds are willing to change. So you can steal that for uh, next time you get that. Including on how how big the calendar is. Yes, exactly. Right, right. I just changed my mind there. It was three months ago. Now it's six.